Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined once again by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are back together on the Saturday here, looking at Sunday's games for you guys as we get ahead of this slate here with four games before a quick break in the NBA on Monday uh, as teams are traveling and such in their series. Uh, in this one, we're going to be bringing you our best bets from each of these games on Sunday. Also have a player props video up for you, so make sure to like and subscribe to that page and continue to follow along with us. Also want to make sure you head to thelines.com. That's where you can check out all the great written content we have up on the site right now and use that odds finder tool that we have to make sure you guys can get all the best odds available to you. In these bets you want to make this NBA postseason. Uh, running through the record from the other night, we don't really have to because I did a video yesterday and we're still on Saturday uh, waiting for these games to end. So we're just going to jump right into our first best bet of the night, Nate, uh, and why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I'm going to take Anthony Edwards to kind of back up his ridiculous claim that he thinks this is going to be the first team to come back from 3-0, uh, but I think he God will put him. his money where his mouth is in terms of just putting up another big scoring line. So what I'm taking here is Ant 30 points, three threes, and this game to go over 225. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, that's plus 360. So that's the juicy play. Uh, if you want to be more conservative and take Ant 25 with that, you're still getting like plus 260. I really like the over in this game. I liked it for game three. Uh, with the Nuggets on the road, their defense is going to be way worse. <clears throat> we looked at you know a five-point worse defensive rating this season when they were on the road versus at home. In the playoffs, it's rare you know, to see a defense be this bad. But last nine road playoff games, 123 defensive rating. They're giving up 117 a game. They're giving up 14 threes at 40%. So I see positive regression even for many shooting threes. Uh, what that game went over, they only hit 10 threes at like 32% in game three and Ant went three for 11 and <clears throat> Ant went six for 10 in Denver the game before that. I mean, both games well over 40 minutes, you know, talking about 41 points, then 36 points. Uh, he is the offense. I mean, the Wolves, what else do they have? I mean, they have Cat who doesn't know where to stand on the floor because he's playing in an awkward position alongside Rudy. You're going to have to score a ton to beat Denver. They've shown that they, their offense can keep chugging along, even with Jokic in foul trouble for a little while. I mean, that bench, which was often like looked at as the biggest weakness for Denver, right now looks like a hell of strength, right? I mean, there's mm -hmm. just, just the three guys that they can pull off there with Uncle Jeff, uh, Christian Braun, and Bruce Brown. That'll keep the offense flowing. That'll keep the pace pretty high. And, and therefore will put pressure on mini and ant to keep firing away. Right. Uh, huge usage rate, 32% in this series hitting three and a half threes. I mean, his prop is at 27 and a half in terms of points. So that's why I'm like, if you go 25, this is a very conservative three leg parlay. I think, I mean, he's, I think he's going to take at least 10 threes. So he will hit three and we're talking over. So, I mean, it's a good way to, to try to, to get some juice here on this game without actually picking a winner because we don't like predicting the Wolves' uh, performance. At least I'm not going to try to do that. I know you think the Nuggets can wrap it up here. I'm not so sure that they, they have to really bother to wrap it up because, what, there's like a 0.1% chance that Minnesota could win Game 5 in Denver, let alone Game 7. Uh, so Denver could very easily let this one go I mean but that that's neither here nor there the point is Denver's gone over now in six of eight playoff games they're, they're a rare team that the offense is still good 
and the defense is still vulnerable even when we get into postseason. Totally. And and I would agree with you because as I was thinking about my first pick, um, you know, which I'll just mention right now, uh, is that the Denver is going to cover this three and a half point spread. I really like getting three points for four points, whatever, for a team that has won all of these games by at least nine points. Um, and I, I considered how that might be dangerous because of the fact that I agree with you and is is prime for a big game. Thought he would have a bigger game in game three and, and Cat played pretty well for them. But like that, you know, that didn't it's not enough. And and that's really what I'm going with. I was I'm, I'm sort of inspired by watching the, the 76ers put together just an absolute disgusting game that was good enough to beat a Nets team that was like, what? Do we, we don't really have anything for you. And I think that's going to be the case here in this game as well in terms of Minnesota going 1-2-3 Cancun, 1-2-3 Banff, whatever the closest vacationing spot is to them up in Minnesota. Let's go there because this team more so than even, you know, more so than the Nets who I don't know what their team chemistry is like. I think it's pretty good for a team that just – came together this Minnesota team could not be further from from having any kind of team chemistry um and I don't really know like the future for them and the future for Cat being on this team seems a lot more bleak than it ever has uh at this point and, and what they do with Rudy uh, is gonna is interesting I don't know that you can move him uh and and it seems like you know they're isn't going to be too much uh, camaraderie going on in the offseason between he and the rest of this team. So I, I think they're pretty much already over it. Uh, I, you look at the way that um, the the Nuggets are scoring, it's just getting whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. Um, and, and that's for starting with the fact that when Joker decides that he wants to go get a bucket on Rudy Gobert, he does it. That's why his shooting percentage is about 65% in this series. Um, and he's only taking 14 shots a game to, to get those points, uh, which is at 20 a game for him you know, below his average and they're still scoring a lot, which is why I agree with points in this game. Once again, um, I think they, they care even less about defense right now than, than they have been because of the fact that they're getting 55 open shots a game, right? They're like open shots, which is at least a three and a half foot distance between the shooter and the next closest defender. Um, that's a lot. 55 per game would be number one in the league throughout the year. And they've done it every game this series because they've also got 27 assists per game. Um, and they're hitting, you know, 61% of their shots shots on assisted field goals, which would also be best in the league right now uh, where they were for most of the season, because as Joker goes, so do they and playoff Jamal Murray, despite a few struggles and, and the fact that the Timberwolves game planned for him last game, wide, wildly so um, that he was really never able to get too many open shots. He had about five and he hit two of them uh, from deep anyway. And, and so I, I think, you know, with the, the, the extra attention that they're giving him, they're just going to continue to get wide open plays and wide open shots. And even if, you know, we were so close to that bet in the, the other game uh, where the, the Timberwolves were winning at the beginning of the first quarter or at the end of the first quarter and then lose the game. Uh, the first quarter was tied because they gave up a last second, basically a, a bucket in the last five seconds of that quarter. Otherwise, that was a nice plus 400 there. And I don't think they have that in them again. Um, you know, with the way that they're, that Rudy's playing on defense is just as bad as it was, if not worse, all season with a 126 and a half defensive rating for the Timberwolves when Rudy Gobert is on the floor in 97 minutes of this series. When he's off the floor, it's not totally fair, but when he's off the floor, it's 105 defensive rating, in part because he's off the floor when Joker's off the floor, and that's obviously going to create some stagnance for that offense uh, for the Timberwolves. But I do think Denver wants to win this game, uh, and I'm happy to take the over as a result of that, and I'm, I'm also happy to take the four points. No, yeah, I'm not trying to say that they're just going to loaf and not necessarily try to do it. I think it's a fine pick because yeah, they're, they're deeper. They're, they're ruthlessly efficient on offense. 
Um, I just love the over because, yeah, I didn't even mention that over in six of their last seven regular season meetings, these two teams, the one under actually hit 240 and went under. So it's like they just both have the weapon. Like there's there's no answers for either of them, which is what you're basically saying. Like Gobert's not doing anything with Jokic. And Ant is exactly the type of explosive shooting guard that the Nuggets apparently don't have any answers for. Um, but, Agreed. you know, I'm moving on to a – Lower scoring game, to say the least. Uh, the Knicks and Cavs, and we get them at 1 p.m. on Sunday in a sleepy New York uh, hangover state. So I'm going under 206. I mean, we said before last game where it was 211. We're like, I guess the odds makers just don't feel comfortable putting something around 200. Well, they're still not doing that. Even after that game totaled, uh, oh, my God, it was so low. I can't even, like... What's 97 plus 79? Yeah, 170-ish. I mean, yeah, both teams are averaging under 100. I mean, the Cavs got to 107 in game two because they had like a on-fire experience. Otherwise, these these teams are really scrapping to get to 100 because they're just such mirror images of each other. And they're so good uh, protecting the rim, so good at not fouling. And they're so limited on their options if you're going to double their best player, right? And Brunson getting so much attention. uh, Mitchell getting so much attention. Garland went off in game two and then promptly just had one of the worst playoff games ever. So you can't necessarily rely on anybody playing off them. We talked about Randall being the second option for the Knicks. And sheesh, it got even worse in a win for them. He now is shooting under 33% with an 85 offensive rating in this series. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing more Josh Hart, who is a great defender and, uh, less Quentin Grimes, who is probably a little bit better of a shooter, but I'm not ready for this experience. So we're looking at the next eight threes per game at 27% in the series, the Cavs, 10 threes at 32%, uh, Cavs averaging 94 Knicks averaging 97. The pace is 91. It's not going to get any faster. And it's a it's the early Sunday game. Like it, the two times these teams met at MSG, they were both pretty low scoring. The Sunday game was ridiculous. It was ninety two to eighty one Knicks win. Um, you know, both teams they combined to shoot twenty percent from three, and there were th- there were more turnovers than assists in the game total. And and Jared Allen didn't even play, and Josh Hart was not obviously a part of the Knicks yet. So I'm saying. And it wasn't at all the high stakes of a of a playoff game. So I, I just I don't see the offense being better here as we come off with the early start on a Sunday. Um, I think maybe you do you could tease it because I keep talking about how much I like the Wolves Nuggets over. If you want to tease this to two ten and take under and, and that one at over two twenty one, those both seem like pretty good bets here just to get a little wiggle room because I mean, 104, 101 is a possibility here and then you'd really be sweating it. Uh, that's what we had in game one almost right. Uh, with the Knicks, Knicks getting over hundred there, but look, it's just, they're, they're not good offensive teams and they're great defensive teams. Fair. And you're never going to see me take an over in this game. Um, because this, this game is there. All these games are capable of going uh, to 190 points for sure. I think definitely an anomaly that the Cavs scored 79 points, the lowest total of any team this season, because of the fact that they were pretty open at times as well. I mean, I, 
I watched as much of that game as I could. It was fine because the Knicks were winning. It's still tough to watch on on a Friday night when you when you want to like have some fun and watch some offense. It, it wasn't a, a great viewing experience, <laughs> but I will say uh, the Cavs missed a ton of open shots. That's the only thing that scares you. But like, let's say that they made like nine more of them. This game still probably isn't hitting two hundred. So I don't think you need to tease it. I, I do. I, I think that it's a little bit back and forth and it'll continue to be so don't count the Cavs out like they're just going to lose this game because of that uh if anything like maybe they'll be the team scoring 100 points in this one and the Knicks won't be one of these teams probably isn't scoring 100 you can continue to bank on that and if that's going to be the case then I I mean I don't see one of these teams scoring 110 uh and so you can feel pretty confident that you get under the 206 there Uh, I do like that I just happen to like my uh second bet here Nate a little bit better which was the under in a game that um is going to have way more points but I think it's still going to be going under uh, in the, the Golden State and SAC game, which the total is at 238 on DraftKings. It's actually at 237 on FanDuel and a couple other spots. So take the 238, go under, and still get minus 110 there. I'm actually going to, to, to put a unit on that, and then I'm also going to just parlay it with the Dubs to win and put a quarter of a unit on the parlay of the money line with, with Golden State and the 238 total. I mean, SAC can hang around in a game you know that, that gets to 230 for sure. I, they didn't come close in this last one with their 97 points. Um, and, and I'll give some credit to, to Golden State's defense, which is so much better at home. But that's just a part of all this, right? Like, first of all, the, the pace for sack on the road is a little bit slower. And it was 102.5 in, in game three there after we saw 105 in game one and sack and 104 paces in game two there. Um, and yeah, like it, kind of the stuff we talked about where I took this same thing on Friday night. Sack offense way better. Uh, excuse me. Sack, yeah, sack, sack offense not as good on the road. Golden State defense much better at home. Dubs allowing way fewer points at home home, et cetera, et cetera. Like we don't need to go through it all over again. It's at 118. Uh, there's like basically 10 points per game in a, in, in terms of the difference, how, how many they're allowing when they're at home, it's way better. Sack goes uh, under on the road. Golden State goes under at home. Both these teams basically like top two in terms of doing that, going over in these specific places. Uh, I think there's a clay game coming. I do think it's this one. I'll talk about that in player props. Um, but just as it's sort of, a, a, you know, a, an example of why Golden State's offense is also going to continue to be a little bit more stagnant is even if clay goes off uh, in this game, you know, I, I still just don't believe in their ability to continue to get that many points. A couple of the guys that needed to play big minutes for them in a game three win because Draymond wasn't there like Moses Moody. And then you also throw Andrew Wiggins out there who is going to continue to play a bit more. But I think, you know, Gary, uh, Gary Payton didn't even play in that last game. I do believe he's going to be available for this one on Sunday. And that's going to be the guy that I think probably would have started in Draymond's place if he was available. And now that he is available, Draymond will be back in the lineup. But GB2 will be getting a bunch more minutes as well um, to make sure that that defense is is intact, which because he was so, so huge for them, even at the end of this season and then going back to last year's playoffs. So it's just too many points in the playoffs at this point between these two teams who have gone under this total um, in in uh, Golden State all but one time this year, which was the very first time they played on October the 23rd, which I don't not going to really pay much attention to the first game of the season. We're all the way at the end now where uh, points are not going to be as easy to come by and, and things should slow down a bit. Yeah, the Dubs had 50 points in the second quarter in that game, uh, by the way. So that was why that one went over. And I mean, that would be the one scenario I'd worry about is just a total Warriors avalanche, uh, which could happen when you get Draymond back out there, the emotion and everything that goes along with it. If you do get the clay game, you're always getting a Steph game. Even then, like there's just so much wiggle room based on what we saw in game three for us to actually get to 240 here. Like we're nowhere close to that. The Kings, you talk about missing open shots, like they could not hit a three 
even if you left them, what they, they had like 20 looks where there's no one within six feet of them. And it's just like, it, it's a nerves thing. Like I see De'Aaron Fox just being like, I'm ready for this, but who else is? And like Sabonis mm-hmm. is a great player, but he's not the one who's supposed to knock down these shots. He's not the one who's supposed to mass the perimeter play of the best backcourt of the last decade. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I trust the dubs, I think, to, to even the series and to do it with some strong yeah. defense, especially when you get Draymond back in there. Yeah, totally. And and shout out Kevon Looney, 20 rebounds. I think he had like nine assists or eight assists, like an insane amount. Assists, Played his yeah. butt off and, and nine. Yeah, and he's he's a problem for Sabonis. He is strong, man. And now that you're getting another strong man back in Draymond Green, hopefully he can keep his feet to himself uh, and we will have a pretty good game four. So you're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? And join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Definitely want to make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We also have another best bets video up for you for Sunday. uh, So continue to follow along with us. Also want you to head to thelines.com. You can check out the great written content we have up on the site. We're throwing the picks up there these days. Uh, And we also have the odds finder tool that you can use to make sure you're getting the best odds available to you on all these bets you want to make in the NBA this season. Rough night on Friday for the player props, but Saturday uh, I made a video for you guys that making a little bit of a comeback here back to 50% on the day with a couple of big picks in this Lakers game, which is going on as we record this on Saturday night, getting ahead of these props for you guys. So with that all said, Nate, let's jump into your first NBA playoff prop for Sunday. Yeah, not a big name here. It is Bruce Brown, uh, the Nuggets sixth man. Ooh, you know, I we talked about in the game video how the Nuggets bench looked real fierce. Uh, pretty much put that game away in mini here on the road. Bruce Brown was a, it was a team I plus 11 off the bench uh, leading that unit. Really, uh, you know, just kind of brutalized Cat on some switches and and, and that being kind of the, the put-it-away moment. So I'm looking for him to just get more playing time here and get seven rebounds and assists, which opens at minus 108 at Caesar. I think the points is also in play, sure. Ten and a half points, minus 105. Good odds on both. 
um, in this series. He's averaging 10 and a half and along with three rebounds, three and a half assists. He's a plus 38 in 26 minutes. So like give the man some more playing time. You looked at with the Nets, they needed to just make him a bigger part of their plans, obviously, but he played 16 playoff games with the Nets, averaged five boards, two and a half assists in those. He was a plus 12 in there when they actually made a run, averaging seven and a half rebounds assists uh, in 2021 when they got swept out of the out of the playoffs by the Celtics. He still played 34 minutes per game, uh, but that was a different situation. And that, so, I mean, with the Nuggets now, his, his confidence has been rising, you got to say. I mean, I was like jaw-dropped to see he dropped 31, 6, and 8 against Phoenix's first unit when everybody else sat for the Nuggets. And they were just like, all right, Bruce Brown, what you got? And he's like, I got, I got a lot in my bag. Um, and, you know, if Jamal Murray, I, I think they should, like, I'm saying I don't think the Nuggets need to go that hard to win this game. It's not the same situation as the Sixers we just saw close out with a sweep um, because they really needed to just rest and bead. I think they're going to be a little conservative with Jamal Murray's minutes. You know, we're going every other night here. He's at 39 minutes the last two games. Pretty big usage, usage rate. So, like, why not give him a little blow here? And if you think that's the case, last six without Jamal for Bruce Brown, 18 points per game, four rebounds, four and a half assists, goes up to 33 minutes. So that's why I like Brown and even Christian Braun, who's got a three and a half point prop here, uh, to just do some work off the bench because Minnesota's second unit is bad, man. Yeah, it is. It's Christian Brown. I know it's spelled Braun. Uh, the Brown brothers. <laughs> but either way, uh, you can pronounce it however you want. I really don't care. I, I would agree with all the Bruce Brown stuff. I, I think, I, you know, we're, we were definitely in, in cahoots without knowing it. Last night, um, I was really trying to take Jamal Murray uh, on the on the Friday night slate there, and he didn't really come through, even though he had the usage rate. Uh, I think they really, really wanted to win game three, even though at times it doesn't look like they're trying that hard because it's so easy for them and, and the way that Joker gets them open shots. So, yeah, I continue to, to like Bruce Brown and what he's doing. The six and a half rebounds and assists is a good bet. Uh, the points, I think, are a little bit dependent on on the minutes that you're getting from other guys, like you said. How, how But they, they had the uh, propensity to play him and Christian Brown a, a bunch on Friday night because they could. And, and Michael Porter Jr. had it going a bunch as well, which kind of opened things up for them to allow Jamal Murray to... I, he did play 39 minutes, and that was what I expected as well. A lot of minutes and a lot of, uh, and a lot of shots. He just wasn't quite there with it that night. And they were game plan for him, which which left Bruce Brown open a bit more when they were swinging the ball and he was in the corner uh, and he hit a couple big shots. So, yeah, if you any way you want to play Bruce Brown there on Sunday in a game that I agree with you, I think they'll con- Michael Malone will continue to turn towards uh, some of the bench guys and guys that, you know, he knows aren't going to be used quite as much when they get into a series with the Suns, let's say. Um, and then that's where, you know, the, they'll rely on those guys, those stars a bit more. So uh, I'm going to go to Julius Randle here for my per- first pick. Nate, who we spoke about a little bit in the video because his shooting has been brutal to watch. Um, but to a, a degree, he's also been getting back into form, right? And, and I think he feels a lot better. I'm going to go with his rebounds as a result of all that. Over eight and a half for him uh, is plus money. So I like that. It's plus 110 on DraftKings. I'm going to put a unit on it. Um, it's basically it's plus money for him to pull the amount of rebounds that he averages against this Cavs team. Um, and in the last eight, uh, well, seven games now, because he missed one of the games that they played uh, in, in their la- in his last six. I'm sorry, in six games that he's played them this season. The only two times he didn't get nine boards was the last two games. And he got eight in two of those. Um, and I think you can continue to expect uh, a decent amount of misses. He didn't quite need the minutes there in, in the last game where he got eight. That was partly why. I mean, honestly, in the last two games, he didn't really they, he didn't get the minutes. He only got 33 because of the fact that they were both 
both blowouts. Uh, the, the game was pretty much over in the third quarter of the last one. He only played two minutes in game three. It was over in the third quarter of game two because Darius Garland was already had 32 points at that point in the game. Um, so, you know, the minutes weren't quite there, but he said he's back to basically 100% uh, after last game and that he was ready to play more minutes than the 33 he got if he was needed. Um, so I, I think you're going to see that for him in, in this game. And the eight and a half, bo- the, the nine rebounds that he would need is something that he's done all season. He averaged 10 and a half on the, on the year when he was healthy. Uh, and I know that this is a good rebounding team for the Cavs, but one, there's going to be more uh, rebounds available with the misses that we expect to continue. Uh, and then two, like he's just owned Evan Mobley on the boards in this series. And that's who he's going up against once again, because he has Mitchell Robinson there to handle Jared Allen. His matchup is a plus matchup for him in terms of sort of like old man strength versus young man strength. Like Julius Randle just looks like a dad playing with his son at times, the way he's got Evan Mobley on his hip. He's just not really, he hasn't been mobile enough to really bring him down there, right? He's been shooting a ton of threes, I think in part because I don't think he's had the mobility to get down on the block and go get his. So if he's playing down there a bunch more, I expect the rebounds to go in, even if his shooting continues to be poor uh, and give me the plus money on him to get nine rebounds. Yeah, it's going to be a gross game. There's going to be a lot of rebounding opportunities, so I have no problem with that one. And I think we also like under in this Warriors-Kings game, which is why I'm taking Draymond over 7.5 rebounds. Also plus money at FanDuel, plus 115. Um, And really juicy odds for him to have two steals, plus 180 at DraftKings. Because, look, it would just be a really bad like legacy-defining look if the Warriors were to lose this game if Draymond were to have a negative impact after they won without him and save their season. Um, And Kevon Looney goes for the 420 line on 420, 420 and nine. Uh, And, and, you know, they they limit the Kings incredibly 38% field goal shooting that led to 59 available rebounds. And so if the Kings are going to continue to struggle, shoot a ton of threes and miss, that's a lot of opportunities. Draymond is his rebounding down a little bit this year. Um, but he's still uh, at a 22% defensive rebounding rate. So do the math there. If there's 60 boards, uh, you know, he should be getting eight. He does average eight at home versus six and a half on the road this season, seven and a half in a win versus six in a loss. And most importantly, I think eight and a half on two plus days rest, uh, along with more assists, 8.2 assists. So you could also consider tacking on seven assists and go 14 and a half of the peripherals. I know you like yeah. that. Uh, and, and then the playoffs, um, his last eight home playoff games, 8.8 rebounds per game. He's a plus 59 with a 104 defensive rating. Not that many steals, but his last five playoffs, you know, including the this series and the finals where things were like high, real high stakes, he is averaging two steals per game. So I don't think it's okay. that out of character for it to be plus 180. I think that's kind of a misset line. Um, I think it's certainly possible, but steals are always, you know, you can't necessarily know where those are going to break. And the Kings have a very low turnover rate, which is why I think you're getting so much odds there. But so I would go with the full unit on the rebounds and maybe half a unit uh, on the plus 180. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I was I was sort of nodding my head with, with understanding like, oh, Draymond's so good with two days of rest. That's why he stomps the bonus on the on the chest so he could get that extra day and play super well. And but I, I, I was also nodding my head uh, somewhat vigorously at the the the. Um, assists and rebounds prop there combo. I like that a lot because 14 and a half. Um, I think he is very capable of getting eight and eight tonight in a, in a Draymond S game. And I, I 
think if you took a double double on him, it's like plus 270 or maybe even better. Uh, I can't remember what I was looking at earlier. It's one of those. Uh, it's really good. It's either two, like th- basically three to one, maybe three and a half to one for him to get the double double. Not not awesome, but like it's probably going to happen. It could happen with the rebounds and assists is kind of the point that I'm making, uh, if anything. And I, I do think they're, you know, it's interesting. The reason he can't get as many boards on the road is because teams don't miss on that horrible Golden State defense. So that's partly why there's going to be more rebounds available is that defense is going to be, be way better uh, at home on, on Sunday. So uh, let me finish things off talking about clay because I'm getting ahead of a clay game. Uh, it's coming and, and I didn't like it necessarily quite as much in game three, even though I've been waiting to get ahead of it um, because of the fact that like, I still think he was trying to force it. And I was worried that coming home in a game where they knew he was going to need to score more felt a little bit fishy. And, and I'd also think clay is someone who benefits from Draymond being in there just as much as Steph, uh, because of how open the combination of Draymond and Steph gets him. Um, you know, that that's a big factor when, when you're looking at clay's offenses, whether or not Draymond's playing. So Draymond's back, I'm going over four and a half threes for clay, um, because it's basically even money for him to get five threes, which he did in the first two games. Uh, and then I'm just going to go a little bit bananas here and take up, uh, and throw a quarter of a unit on clay to hit six threes. Uh, and then golden state to win with that player performance double on FanDuel gets you up to plus 270 there. I was, I was trying to find a couple of those player performance doubles for Golden State to win because I don't want to have to guarantee that they're going to win by eight points, although I think it's possible uh, and very plausible. I do think we're going to see a bit more from Sack than we saw in that last game where they came out and just sort of folded, to be honest, and did not look good at all or sharp enough. So I'm going to get ahead of the clay game, like I said, and predict that he's going to hit five threes in this one and and, and just tack on an extra one in the win for the juice. Uh, He's still hitting 4.3 threes despite only scoring 18 points per game because he's forcing it. Uh, And and when he forces it is when they're bad. It's been the history of clay since I've been out in on the West Coast watching him play basketball like the 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 store the narrative for him is are you letting the game come to you or are you not? And he's forcing it. That's why, partly why his two-point percentage is so poor. Like, instead of, when he's out there getting the ball around the screen for three, I've been watching it all the series, instead of, if he's not open, instead instead of, like, either passing it back and then continuing to move or taking a good shot, he's forcing it with either his foot on the line, trying to take a dribble around a guy, and one step inside the three-point line, it's still not enough for him. It's like, either go all the way to the basket at that point and get fouled or go to the line or, 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 or make the layup, or just take the don't take the three pass it and keep moving you will get the ball back you're clay thompson like I, I wish i could tell him that i know people are telling him that so the 24 points a game he's scoring at home six points better than on the road i think that's another point here to be made that like i like i said he was still forcing it too much in game three when he came home but because of how much he loves playing in front of this crowd i think they want to get him going give me the clay game tonight if he doesn't get it tonight i'm gonna get ahead of it again in game five so let's get it I could see the internal uh, fight coming out here from Josh that he thinks this game's going to go under. He still wants Clay to erupt. He wants to be on the coaching staff for the Warriors and telling Clay what what his shot selection should be. Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of threes, man. I, I know it's Clay Thompson, but there's a lot of mouths to feed, and there's a lot of good players on the Warriors right now, and we yeah. also don't really expect a ton of offense here, given the stakes. So. I yeah, I would say half a unit or less on any of this. I mean, the clay game's fun if it happens, but you're you're probably trying to pick a one in six chance because it only happens once a series, baby. <laughs> At this point in his career, he is not lighting them up multiple times. Yeah, if you if you look at the game log, it's gonna be like two max in a series for him from last year's playoffs. Like, I agree. Uh I'm calling it this game. And 
oh, 238 points is so many. Like Clay can get, you know, 25 points on six threes. Um, and we're still going to be pretty good with that. Cause I, I actually don't think there's that many mouths if you, when it comes to like scoring the basketball for the dubs, it really is those two dudes with some wigs in there. And then if Kevon Looney can get a putback or two, there's six points. Um, but I, I, you know, pool has just been so bad as well that like, I, I do think they'll pull out some of those hezzy moves though. Come on. I love I love my boy D, uh, White Dante, but uh, I will also say he's uh, definitely become a hustle player as well. He was flying all over the place, playing some incredible defense. So hopefully that will lead to our under as well. That is all the time we have for you in this one, though. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Also got our best bets video up for you, so check that out. Until we see you next, happy betting. <laughs>